Harrison, what are your opinions about robots? They are the current greatest threat to the human race outside of coronavirus. Okay. Only Andrew Yang can save us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
there's a guy that drops from the sky. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's naked. He goes into a bar and he's still naked and he's like, I need your clothes. And the the biker guy's like, no. And he's like, fuck you. Shoots him, takes the thing and then bad to the bone plays. And then there's a... <laughs> There's a kid, he's a foster kid, and he doesn't like his foster parents. He's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to go on my bike with this ginger kid behind me. And he goes, and it turns out he's John Connor, and his mom, Sarah Connor, is in the mental facility. She's all beefed up and jacked, and she's like, the Terminator is going to kill us. And then everyone else is like, no, fuck you. And then she's like, fuck you guys. And then it goes back, and then uh, there's another guy, there's another Terminator. He also shows up naked. He also takes clothes from a police officer and then they both chase after john connor and it turns out surprise arnold schwarzenegger is the good guy he's trying to save john connor and the other guy is bad so then they go find his mom john connor's mom and they bust her out they go out into the desert and they try to get guns and stuff because they want to kill the other terminator and then they find out that the guy this guy this guy scientist is the one that created all this shit in the future so they go find him and they're about to kill him and he's like no i'll just I'll work with you guys and they're like okay you're cool so then they go and blow up everything that the the scientist has been working on and then the, the other other terminator goes and finds everyone and he's like aha i'm gonna get you but he doesn't actually say that and then they go to somehow they go to a uh, like a mining uh with lots of liquid fire and then they fight and then and then arnold schwarzenegger is like i'm gonna push you in the fire lava pit and he, they're not in a volcano but you know what i mean the fire lava pit and then he pushes the other terminator in there and then he turns around he's like i have to go too and they're like but you you're so cool and he's like sorry guys boom and then he dies and then everything's fine okay so that came in just under two minutes um and you missed a few plot details but honestly i feel like that was pretty thorough that was pretty good honestly the time um i do have another note to make you need to curse less because your mom listens to this podcast <laughs> and you know she's gonna text you afterwards and be a little bit upset that you know you were cursing so much but they curse in this movie too so like i don't that's true yeah your children this is a little late warning but your children should not be listening to this podcast just this one specifically although probably not any of them to be honest (laughs) if we're being real um this is not the most family friendly podcast although not as unfamily friendly as our showgirls episode that we just did with uh the guys from the other half but still not always the most family-friendly podcast. Anyway, Terminator 2, also not a family-friendly movie, even though there are children in it. Um, yeah, it's not. It's a rated R movie, but they. I read somewhere that they made toys for kids from this movie. Yeah, I had Terminator toys. Anyways, so. I mean, they made, like, well, I guess Batman was PG-13, but. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I thought this movie was quite enjoyable. I mean, it's not highbrow cinema, but, you know. It's it's I actually oh, I think okay. it's it's highbrow for sci-fi. This is or at least it's high concept sci-fi. Like this is not just oh like we're in space with aliens and lasers. Like there's complications to it. It gets into like the ethics of time travel and like of machine learning and like should we be making AI that's going to come and kill us all eventually and all that. I mean obviously we probably shouldn't be making that AI, but will AI eventually kill us all? Um, like it gets into some pretty like high concept like like theoretical things as far as sci-fi goes. Like it actually has like a message and questions that it's asking and like th- there's some brains and thought I think put into this movie that it's not just like a popcorn flick at least to me. Mm, to me it is. Okay, I well, then, I, Mia, what did you think of this movie overall, then, I, uh, as I, someone who had not seen it before? 
I'm not much of an action movie person, so the parts where all everything's blowing up didn't really, you know, impress me much. But I really like your favorite movies are the MCU. Just this was too many explosions for me, but I'll get to that later. What I did like is the um, relationship between John Connor and the Terminator. I think that was. I like that kind of like they had a lot of good chemistry together and they worked well together and I thought it was just really interesting for this kid that never had like a father figure to finally have someone that is not trying to kill him basically but like he's looking out for him and he's trying to teach him stuff while the Terminator is also teaching him stuff so it's just like this really cute like bonding moment between them and I think both of them play off each other really well. Yeah, it was this really fun, and, like, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things that I wrote down that held out, held up the best, in my opinion, was it's this, like, it's this really weird and, like, odd, it's this weird odd couple, but it works really well together, and you can tell that there's, like, that they really quickly build this heartfelt chemistry and connection, like, and... You know, I, I just thought, like, it was fun to watch the two of them interact. Like, that was honestly the best parts of the movie. So yeah, it's just watching the definitely. two of them interact. Yeah, I could have like, watched a whole road trip movie on them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what you get. You get a road trip, a road trip trying to save the world. Um, and, and, like, I, I honestly thought that the whole team had pretty instant chemistry when they came together. Although, actually, getting back to the father-son thing, uh, there was one part that I did not remember from this movie that was, like, a little heavy-handed. I actually thought that, like, one of the strengths of this movie was, um, like, exposition through dialogue and kind of showing things through characters talking about it versus, like, expressly just being like, this is a robot! And, like, <laughs> uh, like that kind of stuff, like, just throwing it in your face. I thought there were little subtle moments in the dialogue where there was exposition but it didn't feel unnatural like they were just sitting there trying to read a dictionary definition like some movies do um but one of the parts that in that i did not remember from seeing it the first time that was really heavy-handed was at one point there's this like weird random na over narration from sarah connor and i'm not sure that it happens again during the entire movie other than this one part where the two of them are where she's watching you know john connor teach the terminator how to high five and they're like <laughs> jumping around and playing and she's like it was then that i knew that he was the father figure john needed he would never abandon him never tired never stop protecting him and da -da -da, as she's like sitting there like carving on a bench with her knife yeah and it's just like what in the heck like this is like number one it was just weird because they don't really do that throughout the rest of the movie and it was just like so heavy-handed but other than that i i thought that their bond was the strongest part of the movie, I honestly think that this is one of uh, Schwarzenegger's, like, strongest acting roles. It's, like, very minimalist in terms of what they're having him do, but he's just playing, like, the straight guy, like, that just does not get any jokes, has no humor, and it just, it works incredible. Like, we kind of see this with... Uh, like Dave Bautista and Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's like a history of these like kind of guys that were Macho traditionally guys. yeah they're relegated to like muscle man roles and uh, but like having really doing a really good job of just like playing like the straight guy and yeah but I what thought, about Dwayne the Rock Johnson he doesn't play a straight guy yeah well I mean there's exceptions to that uh, <laughs> obviously I'm sure he's made movies where he's been kind of the fish out of water guy like that but I, I thought that uh, Schwarzenegger was really good in this like specific context and it's probably like my favorite role that i've seen him in as an actor yeah actually i think this is the first movie i've seen with arnold schwarzenegger but i think the i you've never seen a single other movie with arnold schwarzenegger no i did i take that back i did i watched twins with danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger you never saw a kindergarten cop nope. jingle all the way nope. predator nope total recall nope 
I'm trying to think of other ones. Blade Runner. He's not in Blade I Runner. I know. I was just testing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the first time I've actually seen action. Uh, not comedy Arnold Schwarzenegger, but action. Yeah, comedy when he tried to branch away and show that he could be a family-friendly movie star. Yeah, but I've seen Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger on TV. Yes, uh, so. we all have. But we can move along from that. And uh... um, So I have a tidbit. Of... <laughs> <laughs> um, so the actor that plays John Connor, that was his very first role. They... And one of his last. I mean, honestly, I can't remember seeing him in anything else. They but... initially had other people like lined up, but I think they found him somewhere... I think he didn't... He also had foster parents, too. So that also, like... Did they just find him in a mall? I, scamming ATMs, running I, away I from forgot his where they parents? found him. they were him. like, this kid's perfect. But they plucked him... I th- oh, it was a Boys and Girls Club, I think. Someone okay. Was they plucked him from there. And at first, he didn't do too well. But I think when he read with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they had such a chemistry together that they were like, okay, this is the one. And I guess... Um, who played oh linda linda no yeah linda hamilton she was joking and saying that they got along because arnold schwarzenegger and this this kid i think he was like 14 i think they had the the same emotional age (laughs) (laughs) i thought she was gonna say the same ability to deliver lines no um no i thought the i got i thought john connor was actually no i thought i thought he was pretty he was pretty good except for most there were a couple scenes where they asked him to emote where it felt very disingenuous. But, but when like, he's joking around and being a brat. No, yeah, he was great overall. Yeah. I would say 90% of it. Yeah, I think I really liked him. Um, yeah, I guess the story was kind of interesting. But honestly, I this is going to come to a shock, but I did not like the Sarah, Con- the Sarah Connor character. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I, I did not expect that I from like her. you. Why? Yeah. I don't know. She was just like so angry all the time and like pissed off and just like i understand that the future is gonna end but like yo you haven't seen your kid in how long and like you're gonna treat him like that like yeah so okay i think this is maybe where not seeing the first movie hurts you a little bit uh because obviously this is to be honest this is the only good terminator movie like none of the others are really good at all it's like this weird long-running friend actually okay i take that back i have not seen the most recent one it didn't do well at the box office but critically i think people said it was all right i have not seen that one um but other than that like none of the other movies are good um and like terminator one is okay but like I think not seeing that does hurt you a little bit here in terms of like, understanding this character because when they find her in Terminator One, she's just like you know whatever. Like she's not someone that's being trained for the end of the world or whatever. Like this is just this comes crashing into her life and this Terminator played by Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to kill her the entire movie to prevent her from giving birth to the savior of the future, John Connor. Um, and so like this like her whole purpose becomes to survive. She's like thrown into this conflict and it becomes the only thing that matters to her and i think that like is she a likable character not really um but she is i I think that that doesn't necessarily mean that she's a bad character to me she's not a bad character she's just not like you know you want to have your hero be likable like arnold schwarzenegger is really likable and he's kind of the hero in this but she's supposed to be the hero as well and it's like damn this woman just like you need to chill yeah like, i honestly don't know if you're really if they intended for you to like her or not she's clearly she's kind of a dick yeah she is and she's like a very very damaged character she's a good mom in the sense that like she not really w- no well she's willing to do and they show this through her actions 
anything to get like to help her son survive yeah and but help her son's all like mom i don't fucking understand what's going on like you're not explaining this to me you're we're going you're you're having all these boys because he was saying that he's like oh my mom had all these boyfriends just so she he could train me like that's not that's not good for a kid to yeah, be growing they have a, up they have a horrible dysfunctional relationship yeah. i think that that comes out of her drive of wanting to do the right thing for him yeah but and wanting to hold on and wanting to set him up for future success at the cost of, like, she, I think that she does not care if he likes her. Does not care, like, if they have a particularly functional relationship. She is, like, clear, like, full mother bear mode. Like, I'm going to get you through this and help you survive and help you save humanity. So help and me God. I do not care if you like me or not. I do not care if you come out of it as a well-adjusted person. Like, I do not care if you understand it in the moment. But at some point, you and the rest of humanity are going to appreciate what I have done for you. And, you know, I think she's the original tiger mom. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know what it was about her. Yeah, I, for me, I just like, it's not that I like her, like, because she's not really a likable character, but she is like, I, I like her, I guess, I like how dedicated she is to what is important, what she understands is important, and like how she is not going to let anyone tell her that she's crazy or whatever, do what she knows from like future, from people coming from the future and telling her, like, is what's best for her son. Yeah, but like they're he she's finally reunited with her son and they're hanging out at some desert place where this guy has a bunch of fucking guns and shit. They're like, like gun that. runners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden she doesn't talk to him. She doesn't talk to him really a lot this the whole time she's with him. And then all of a sudden, I think the next day he wakes up and he's like, Where's my mom? And they're all like, Oh, she left. She didn't even tell him that she was leaving. She didn't tell him why. She's like, oh, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, because she, she she's it's she, a dick move. Yeah, so I, I thought it, I'd be number so one, pissed. No, it was it was completely emotionless and almost some would say robotic. And uh, you would like it's interesting. Like one of the artistic choices that I was not adult enough as like a kid to notice was like when she's driving away to go kill this scientist um, at, at Cyberdyne Industries. I'm blanking on what the scientist's name was now. Um, but when she's driving there, they're playing the Terminator theme that traditionally plays when Schwarzenegger or like when the other Terminator is coming to come kill you. And they're playing that for her because she has essentially become like in order to save her son and save humanity, she's become what she is sworn to destroy. Um, and it's like this very emotionless decision. And I think that the movie really does a pretty good job of like through this kid and through like, uh, you know, through the dialogue and through the actions and choices that the characters make of showing how messed up a kid that like was told all of this as like a young child would become like first of all like he's with foster parents because his mom got thrown into a mental institution because she was telling people you know like hey robots are gonna come kill us all from the future and people from the past were understandably like yeah you know that's kind of crazy like maybe you should not be training your child to use guns and like military strategy and stuff like yeah. you know obviously like Los Angeles fictional Los Angeles Child Protective Services was wrong in this one instance, but I think that their guiding principles here were probably like philosophically, their heart was in the right place here um, in taking him away from her and whatever. And like he has this kind of crisis of like when 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 you know the Terminator come, the two Terminators are battling to you know save him versus kill him. Like he has this moment where he's like, oh my god, like my mom was right. 
and he but it's still like it messes him up like they're they have arguments about like you know he's like he's like well if i'm supposed to be this great leader in the future you have to start letting me make some decisions sometimes and like and she kind of has to back off in that instance when she's like going to destroy arnold schwarzenegger's terminator model uh because you know like she she they he deactivates himself and she's like all right well time to smash the chip and be done with him um and yeah. you see, like, the compassion and the leadership that is going to eventually turn him into this great leader of humanity's resistance and, Christian like, why Bale. he... Yeah, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. Turn into Among Christian. other actors who have played John Connor. Um, but, yeah, I think that you see some of the qualities that are going to make him a great leader one day and some of the ingenuity in terms of, like, his coding skills and all that stuff that's going to allow him to be this person that's uniquely suited to fight back against the machines. And part of that is because... Like, his mom, you know, whether he liked her or not, was, like, forcing him to learn these skills. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like the character. Also, the one other thing that bothered me, she never wore a fucking bra. No, 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 no. Think about it. You you can tell that this, this movie has been directed by a guy because no respectable woman in that physical shape running around would not wear a bra you would either wear a sports bra or something that is uncomfortable I mean, she, she was in a mental institution i'm guessing options were probably no she limited. didn't wear a bra the entire movie yeah i think that was probably someone but i i don't know that's so such a weird nitpick sorry all right <laughs> um I, I also thought that like it, it like how um kind of screwed up their relationship was was kind of shown like very like through scenery of just like how like cavalier she was about asking her son to reload her guns and stuff like that as they were shooting at people and he just was like ready to do this because you know who cares if he's 13 he's already learned all this stuff that's not dangerous for a child at all yeah. um and like it kind of it critiques it but it also like the movie i think understands that it's necessary for the future um uh let's talk about the uh cgi effects because i think i mean now watching it it's kind of hokey you know but yeah. like back then i mean that was that was pretty cool i think there were th so this movie was like groundbreaking i believe it won an academy award for best special effects right it did i think it was the oh, shoot there was a something about it where it was like the sequel was nominated but not the predecessor wasn't because yeah i think it was the only movie that was a sequel that got nominated for an academy award and not the one before. Because if you think about The Godfather, The Godfather... Oh, I get what you're saying. So, like, you're saying that the original movie was not nominated for anything, but the second movie was, and it was the first time that it happened, that a sequel was nominated, but not its predecessor. Yes. Yeah. Um, that does not surprise me. These were apparently incredibly groundbreaking for the time. They honestly... I think most of the effects still kind of hold up, but some of the times when, like, the liquid Terminator yeah. uh, is morphing kind of through things and, you know, so where he's reassembling himself, it definitely looks, like, a little dated but by it, today's But it's interesting because it's not only is it um, they have special effects, but there's also practical effects, like the guy that played the other Terminator. Um, uh, Robert Patrick. The T-1000. T-1000, yes. yes. Uh, apparently, he trained himself to move like a robot, and then when he ran, he trained himself to not breathe through his mouth, but his nose only, so it makes it look like he never gets tired running. That is crazy, <laughs> uh, but does not surprise me. He was honestly, like, an incredible antagonist for this movie. Uh, kind of arguably better than Schwarzenegger was in the first one. Like, I think that they're... He's a stone-cold killer. Yeah, no, he looked he sharp like, eyes. A, like a serial killer, murderer, like hitman, whatever you want to say. Like, completely soulless the entire movie. Um, another thing that they use practical effects for, um, both times when um, 
uh, one of the guards, the security guards, the T-1000 turned into that guard. Apparently, those guys were twins. Like the fat guard that was putting in something in the oh, machine. they didn't they didn't like use the double shot. Mechanic no, they for were that? twins. Those guys were just twins. Okay, that seems. I mean, I guess you save some on the budget there. And and when uh, remember that time uh, where the T one thousand turns into Linda Hamilton? Yes, that's her twin. She has a twin. That's so weird that they would do that. Well, I mean, like, like if she has a twin, you might as well use it. I guess so. Yeah. But apparently, oh. she had to be in like tip-top shape like it was crazy and like this whole like regiment that she had to go through and then her twin because she was only in the shot for like a couple seconds her, they told her like oh just uh exercise like 30 minutes a day just to make sure so you could see if you look at the mo- watch the movie like the one uh sarah connor is a little bit chunkier than the other one <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that or realize that but that's very strange that they decided to do that when like she, they're not even in the shot, and they could theoretically like just have. I don't, the person I don't know. I mean, if she duty. has a, if, if these actors have a twin and they have to do that kind of scene, it's yeah. I guess might maybe as well. it like adds like a layer of like it's not an exact copy to it. So I, mean, I don't know. Like it's like you're a not gonna know. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You may not notice, but you can kind of if you look closely, you can see that they're like the, the machine copy isn't perfect. Like that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. to me that they went that. And route. I think with practical effects mixed with CGI, I think it makes for a really good movie that still holds up and it doesn't look like of its time. Yeah, you know all of I mean? the practical effects still look perfect, which is why it's good when movies do that because <laughs> like they don't necessarily age that it ages badly or as rapidly. Yeah. Um oh, yeah, like cuz like some of the liquid goo scenes were like, okay, this looks like something that a child made on like their MacBook at this point. And like obviously that's no slight to the to the people at the time. That was groundbreaking for then. It's just it doesn't hold up as well now. So, uh, a little uh, tidbit. I did a lot of research, if you can tell. Um, a little tidbit about James Cameron. He, of course, was married to Catherine Bigelow, the director, right? Yeah. And I then the Bigelow. Big whatever, Catherine. What? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. No, Kurt she's Locker. Goose Bigelow's brother. <laughs> um, and uh, they were divorcing, Sister. and then uh, Linda Linda Hamilton and James Cameron became an item. Oh, I did not know that. And so they were a thing. And then he, I believe he cheated on her with someone, another actress when he was doing uh, the Titanic. Okay. So he's kind of a scumbag. All right. Well, but uh, he was a pretty good director for this movie. This so, movie. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. I actually honestly enjoy it. We, I think this is the second James Cameron movie that we've done for this oh, podcast. Oh, you're right. Uh, after Avatar, I would say. It just, we, you know, it's like Terminator 2 and it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, Term- Terminator Two. Uh, I think I think we could probably wrap up on this. Is like I, I thought it held up really well. Um, I guess if they're like if we have to pick some bad things, like I made a couple notes. Uh, the it, it w- had the most '90s credit sequence ever. Oh, just yeah. like techno futuristic music like steampunk stuff with like these like weird metallic like letters and all that oh yeah yeah in the beginning of this movie it was like literally 20 minutes of just titles in different studios i don't know i I think we saw like the special edition kind okay yeah but that's not that's just i was just weird i was like oh is this the movie oh no it's just a title for a studio how many studios were involved with this i also thought that the, the one scene one of the scenes that was very strange to me was after they escaped from the T-1000 the first time, uh, where, uh, you know, John Connor's realizing that the Terminator has to obey everything that he says, 
um and like he's trying to get away from the terminator he's like let me go and the terminator drops him and he's like oh you have to listen to everything i say and these two teens that came over to help and they're like hey is everything all right over here john's like yeah like buzz off or something like he's like really rude to them for no reason when they were trying to just like help him and they're like hey look you little you little shit and then they like they go to go punch him and the terminator almost kills them (laughs) um and like this ends up being a lesson to john that like yeah this thing is lethal and you have to control it and tell it no killing and whatever but like like he just those guys were just trying to help him and then he let the terminator beat the shit out of them i guess yeah i mean i kind of remember that scene but yeah it just feels like there maybe would have been like a a less a, a more seamless way to work in that maybe he should be careful about the terminator and tell it not to kill versus like to ordering the terminator to beat up the guys that were just trying to save him I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm having, as you can tell, I'm having struggles finding flaws. I, I know this, this is your favorite movie and I enjoyed it. It's what not I, my favorite movie, but it, it's, it's it, one of your favorite movies. Yeah. I really, I enjoyed it honestly more than I even remembered. Um, and it just makes me even more upset that we never got a uh, season three of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh my God, you're not going to let that go, aren't you? I'm never going to let it go. <laughs> still um, holding out hope. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> okay. Okay, so obviously I felt like this still held up really well, though. Like, where would you put it as someone who has never seen it before? Like, like how how do you rate this movie? I think it's a it's a it's a pretty classic movie. I mean, there was a bunch of lines that were like now I understand, like "Hasta la vista, baby," or <laughs> "I'll be back." Or uh, there were a lot of iconic lines that come out of this movie. Yeah, well, those two, those two. What uh, what are more? Well, iconic come with action. me if you want to live. Yes. Um, get to the chopper. Get, no, that's not that's not here. But um, I know. Yeah, I think it's a pretty classic movie, and I, think I am it's, Turbo Man. I think it's a pretty. I I would recommend people who haven't seen it to watch it. But personally, for me, I mean, I've seen it. Cool. I'm done with it. I'm not going to watch it again. So you are not intrigued at all to like find out what happened to these characters in the future. In your mind, it's like, oh well, they saved the future, so it's all good. They're yeah. done. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're not. There's like four other movies in a TV show. I understand why. <laughs> and like, and a book series. Oh, oh that was something that I looked up. Okay, so as you might guess from a movie that has spawned so many different sequels and whatever. So, like, you know, Terminator 3 was one timeline. Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles was a different timeline. And then there was, like, you know, the, the Christian Bale movie that I'm blanking on the title of. There was the one with the with Amelia Clark that, like bombed and apparently was not very good there was a whole different timeline again that had like the machines that went back and changed the past again so like they had to resave the future and all that and then you know there's the most recent movie which is again another separate timeline after terminator 2 supposedly retconning every other movie that came before it so it's it's a complicated series but um apparently like i was wondering like i always wondered as a kid i'm like okay like who did they base these robots appearances off of because, like, why is there one that just looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger that there are, like, multiple models of? Like, why does it look like that? The canon is complicated, and it is apparent there are, like, two separate origin stories for where this guy came from. Apparently, there was a sector agent named Dieter von Rossbach who uh, ended up ultimately later dating Sarah Connor in the novelizations that followed up on Terminator 2. So, like, it was the human version that Arnold Schwarzenegger's future Terminator would later be based on, ended up becoming a father figure to John Connor, but he was still human and not a Terminator. Um, And then it was also, there was a deleted scene in Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines where uh, Air Force Chief Master Sergeant William Candy was the model for 
these Terminators, but the joke and gag of it was that Arnold Schwarzenegger had a southern accent done by a different actor, um, and then, like, the European thing was dubbed in later. It's kind of oh. like a gotcha, like, audio gag. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, this movie has complicated timelines, and uh, that's where it's based on. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, you ready for our next movie? I guess if you're done letting me nerd out, that's fine. We're Do you have, have anything watch... else you want No, it's fine. We're just going to have to go watch something you like. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to watch the action thriller movie that was one of my favorites, Sleepover. What? Sleepover. I've never heard of this movie. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm sure it has aged very well. Okay. Oh, great. Awesome. Can really ta- excited to watch this. Can you tell everyone where they can find us? I don't know why you can't, but we you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, you know, I would, pr- I would just say, like, probably... So, like, if you listen to the Star Wars episodes, and then after that and before that, listen to, like, every other episode, whatever ones were the movies I picked. Because most likely, if Mia picked it, like, it didn't hold up, and I'll just give you, like, the TLDR. Oh, my God! You're a jerk. All right. All right. Anyway, leave us a review if you've enjoyed this podcast. We really appreciate all of you that do listen. Uh, This is a labor of love, and uh, that helps us promote it and maybe, you know, eventually start to build up a couple more downloads than we have now. (laughs) But uh, for now, that is it for this episode of Rewind and Reconsider. We will be back with... Oh, we'll be back. (laughs) With Sleepover. (laughs) 